jazz age living. Old fashioned simple pizzazz ain't missing. Got the fat cats kissing the top. Bring the old age back. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 41 of the Sunday Punch Podcast. Thank you for joining us here. We're, We're doing a Sunday night episode, and I just want to start, the, start this one off with a big congratulations to Javante Davis last <laughs> night, uh, a boxing wizard. Uh, I watched it late last night um, after a date at the Purple Pig, Sean. Oh, yes! We've been, I've been hearing good things about the Purple Pig from you for, well, a day now. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. Uh, met this girl at a bus stop. I've, I have only hints yeah. of this story, but um, w- what I know is really cool and spontaneous. And you know what I love about it is, well, will you tell it? And then I'll, I'll tell you what I love I about it. I will tell it. And it's, I like how we just transitioned so quickly from congratulating Geronte Davis <laughs> to it's all about me. Um, so I went to the bus stop. I was going to meet you. I'm going to do a real quick yeah, version. synopsis. Here. I went to the bus stop. I was about to meet you, Dirty Mike, and his the sister gals. and all of, his, or all, all of her friends at Parlor Pizza. So I was going to take the bus. I get there. There's a nice young lady uh, trying to figure out the bus situation. She looks to me. She's like, I have no idea how to get to... UIC or somewhere else. She was trying to go somewhere in the burbs. And I was like, I, you know, I don't really use the bus that often. I definitely don't go that way. Um, so I don't know, but let's check out the app. And so we looked at the app. We figured it out together. We were a team. You're activating damsel in distress protocol. Right. We're like, <laughs> she was like, maybe I should do this. I'm like, maybe you should do that. And then she was like, no, I think I was like, well, I agree with you. Um, <laughs> and then bus doesn't show up. Wouldn't you know it? At our bus stop, it turns out it was on the did you know lower that, level. Did you know that was going to happen? No. I <laughs> that would have been so, like, suave of me. So then I was like, well, I got to meet you guys. So I uh, I was like, well, I'm going to take the train. It says I can take the green line. I'm pretty sure just, like, off, like, a glance, you can take the blue line home. You want to walk with me to the train stop yeah and she was like sure and so we're walking we're talking i'm asking her well what'd you do this weekend her friends came in from nyu this is flowing it's flowing yeah well now you know she's younger but anyways (laughs) because she has friends at nyu um could be grad students and uh well it wasn't anyway so (laughs) (laughs) but we're walking we're talking we're getting to know each other uh, tell her what I did, you know, she's studying, blah, blah, blah. And so we get to the, the crossroads, if you will. You got her name at this point? Yes. Is it, is it, is it Normani? <laughs> no, it's Demi. <laughs> oh. Like Demi Moore. Just what I'd tell someone if I was Normani. <laughs> she looks like Normani, to okay. be honest. Um, <clears throat> so. You get to we're, the, we're out of we're you the, the crossroads. Yeah, I have to go to the green line. She's going to the blue line, and so we kind of split up. And I'm like, "Fuck it," you know. And so I run back. Which, if you've ever read the game or the mystery method, you're never supposed to approach from the back. It spooks <laughs> them. They're kind of like horses. Um, but I said, "Hey, you know, before I go, I feel like this is a, like a movie moment. Like, and I should ask for your number, and we should go out sometime." And she was like that's amazing. I was just thinking the same thing and she gave me her number. And so we went to the purple pig last night. And that's where you watched Gervonta Davis. 
No. Went to the Purple Pig, had a great time, blah, nice. blah, blah. Gervonta Davis fight didn't come on until like midnight. So, um, Gervonta Davis is like a mini Mike Tyson. And I want to watch the next fight with you because it was like art to watch this guy fight. And I, I know I'm throwing you on a loop right now because I didn't prep you for this at all. So let me just kind of go on this. Gervonta Davis is a little guy, usually fights at 130 pounds. Five, five and a half. Yeah. From Baltimore, Maryland. Hometown. Family stomping grounds. It's Adam Hometown. And uh, tough, tough guy. Seems very humble, too, which I like. Gotta like that. But he moved up two weight classes to go to 140, just like his predecessor. Well, his one of his coaches is Floyd Mayweather. When Flo- oh. We all know Floyd did 140, 147, then 154. So he'd, he's already done 130, 135. Now this was 140. Only three people have ever done that. Floyd, uh, Oscar De La Hoya, and now Gervonta Davis. Really? Three weight classes. Wow. So, but dude, his power for a, for a small guy like that is outrageous. Nicknames Tank, Tank. and The One. Yeah, he. Wow. Uh, so he. Uh, let's just break it down a little bit. He he used the first, I'd say, six rounds just to kind of feel him out and see, like, wait, this guy's distance is. I mean, he was way. He was, I think, six inches bigger than him. Yeah, he he was what? fighting a giant. How do these guys do that? And so, oh my God, I think he was using those rounds to kind of feel him out, and then dude, he knocked him down twice in one round. I think that was in the seventh. And uh, I thought it was done. And then he kind of took a round off. And then he comes back. He hits him with the most brutal body shot. And the guy just goes down, gets back up. He can tell he's not feeling it. And then Gervonta Davis just lands a vicious just left hook. Him. And the ref's like, no, no, no. So I, I was like, I was watching it. The undercard was one of the best fights. I was like, dude, maybe boxing's coming back. We got Wilder We've been right talking about it, right? Yeah, We've been talking we about got, it. He's only 26. I was, uh, I was looking at this while you were talking about him. Uh, known for his vicious punching power, and this is kind of what you were alluding to earlier, Davis's knockout-to-win percentage stands at 96% total in world title fights, 100%. He has 25 wins, 24 by KO. Yeah. Unreal. Well, now, well, unless that, you know, Wikipedia is probably already updated. But, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's probably my favorite. You know, he quickly became my favorite fighter to watch. <laughs> I mean... He was so fast, and he's got the Mike Tyson knockout power, and it's just electric. I love it. I love every second of it. 26 and years old. I'll tell old. you one thing. After watching last night, you know Ryan Garcia? Oh, yeah. The Instagram yep. guy and fighter. <laughs> but mainly Instagram guy. <laughs> yeah. He called out Tank in his last fight. He said, hey, I want to fight Tank. Ryan Garcia should stay very far <laughs> very, away from very Tank far Davis. Away. Very, very, very <laughs> far away. Because he would, might <laughs> die in the ring. He might get murdered in the ring. You know, what's always kind of funny to me is I, I don't know a lot of the, you know, we, we got the Olympics coming up, which is probably one of my favorite things in the world to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe opening ceremonies are early is it july july 23rd 23rd is that right Um, and i only know that because there could be an epic scenario where devin booker is put into legendary status after game seven of the nba finals on july 22nd gets on an airplane goes back in time to (laughs) japan on july 23rd 
because it's like a 24-hour <laughs> flight. This is amazing. And then plays game one in the Olympics. It's amazing. Just so, yeah. sleeps in a hyperbaric <laughs> right. chamber right. at like 50,000 right. feet. So I hope that happens. Why, why don't we see like, why don't we see Tank on the U.S. Olympic boxing team? I, it's too, I feel like Is it he's too already, frou-frou? Well, no, I feel like it, he might have already done it no, that's as possible. a younger kid. That's possible. I feel like that's a younger kid's game. Like, he didn't see Tyson, like, no. going in. Like, he saw him when he was, like, 18 right. doing it. But right. after a while, it's like, all right, I don't want to, like, I don't want to sustain more head punches than I absolutely have that to. That is absolutely necessary, exactly. Yeah, especially in today's day and age. But... Back to my point. Ryan Garcia should not fight him for like five, <laughs> six years. I mean, seriously. Get trained up first. Because Javante Davis is like, I mean, he's not of this world. It's almost like he's some sort of thing. Thing, you some might sort say. Of thing. thing. <laughs> we, on the background, we have uh, a... Fantastic piece of artwork from a, the movie, The Thing. It's a really good caricature of everybody that's critical to the plot with our anchorman, of course, in the center. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, who, right. by the way, we'll review The Thing at some point, maybe during this episode, but... I oh, will do it the costume, costume design yeah. for Kurt Russell and The Thing was absolutely some of the best I've seen. Not yeah. well received in the, um, yeah. in the community, but... His, I mean, his oh, character he, was fantastic. If I was going to be stranded uh, on some sort of base, which I'm still not quite sure why they were on that base, do we? Have, but we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. If I was to be stranded on that base, I would definitely bring his wardrobe and the hat. So Kurt, great hat. John Carpenter's The Thing, starring Kurt Russell, and this gaggle of goons that we have here represented in caricature. Yeah. Uh, released 1982. Kind of a hidden gem. Adam Adam pulled it up for me. I've never seen and it. And we, we, we went through I'm not sure how you got exposed to it, but absolutely a hidden gem of a movie. I think the special effects, which actually got a lot of um, shade for the community at the time, Did were they? actually really, really good. Really, really good. Yeah, um, I thought they were fair. I thought they held up. Really good. Really yeah. good. Uh, there were some complaints about character development, but when you're Kurt Russell <laughs> rocking a four-dented movie, a four dented military hat in <laughs> yeah. Antarctica, you don't. There is no character to develop. You, that's it. No, you've peaked at life. Exactly. So let's break it down. Let's let's go into it. Okay. And by by movie review, I want to actually like go through the entire movie by memory, shot for shot, <laughs> shot remake, for shot. <laughs> and and like. I have questions because I wrote down my notes. Ping me. Okay. Go ahead. Yes, because you can just react to anything. Okay. So great title. Let's just start off with the title. Great title. Because if something did invade, that's what you, I would I would be like. We have a word thing. for it. It's you the know, thing. You know. You know. Joe Biden. You know Joe Biden, thing. if he was on that base, he would be like, you know, it's, it's the thing. And that's exactly what it was. Yeah. It was a thing that we didn't understand. Didn't understand at all. Movie starts off. Dog running. Remember that? Dog running through the tundra. Beautiful husky. Beautiful husky yeah. ga galloping through, through the tundra. Yeah. Looks peaceful enough. Mm -hmm. But then you see... Yeah, a guy shooting from a sniper rifle at the dog. From a helicopter. <laughs> yeah. By the way, that one of the worst marksmen... <laughs> One of the worst marksmen there ever was. Well, it's 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 one of those things where if you're gonna take a shot, and I've I've we 
we've all shot our BB guns here and there. Like the game plan should not be to do these like dive bombing maneuvers yeah. off of a helicopter park the helicopter now there's only one moving object the right. dog they were like dive bombing around it <laughs> yeah. like whoever was piloting that thing was clearly in distress okay not okay. thinking straight okay okay still i felt like there was some shots there where i was like really <laughs> <laughs> like you're like 500 feet off i thought you're like a sniper maybe he wasn't a sniper maybe they just had the gun let's science give him the nerds. benefit of science the doubt. nerds science nerds so anyway they finally land the chopper at Kurt Russell's base, and uh, people come out. They're like, what the fuck's going on here? And of course, dipshit who couldn't hit a shot <laughs> then gets out with a grenade and has like butter fingers <laughs> and throws the grenade backwards, therefore destroying his, his own, own helicopter. <laughs> the dog at this point is running up to Kurt Russell and company. Right. Like, hey, I'm just a cute little husky. Right. And the guys are still shooting at it, so those guys get killed. Now, movie basically starts (laughs) that was the intro bro another comment i have is well there's this group of men chasing this dog trying to shoot bullets and throw grenades at it so let's keep the dog (laughs) don't ask any questions the dog (laughs) we'll figure it out later because I think I think the group that was flying the helicopter were they were some Scandinavian country who was coming across. So maybe they just thought oh, they don't know what the hell they're getting. They were just all buzzed up on God knows what. Right. I think that was the excuse given actually in the movie. I think. But you would think you'd say, why shoot this furry animal? Instead, right. it was like, bring come them on in. in. Yeah. No, I think their thing was like, yeah, hey, I don't know. They must have had cabin fever. <laughs> and so then they send Kurt Russell and. Was Kurt Russell the doctor? No, they send Kurt Russell, a pilot, and the doctor to the other to check out what went wrong. You don't believe he's a pilot? Well, it's like, (laughs) my main question is, why did you send, like, the three most important people to your base to, like, to the other base to possibly get into some major trouble? Which there was. Let alone your your pilot, who if you lose that guy. Yeah. You're yeah, not getting I mean, help. They, but they need the pilot to get there. I just wouldn't send uh, the doctor. Catch 22. Yeah. I just wouldn't have sent the doctor. I would have sent Kurt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> so Kurt, doctor Who might and be gang. the doctor, by the way. I don't know. I don't know any of their jobs. I don't know why they're at this base. But they're really good at pinball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they never go into why they're at the base. But okay, whatever. Maybe they do. I was not paying attention. Anyways, they go to the other base, Sean. Yeah, we're doing this, so get used to it. Okay, we're going through the <laughs> Two entire hours. movie. <laughs> go. They go to the other base, and that's when, I mean, they've basically blown up their base. So they, they killed the, they themselves. They find what looks like a war zone yeah. combined with scientists who have committed a form of harikari. Yes. And they find some sort of sarcophagus. Is that what that is? But like a like like a tomb, like a King Tutton. Yeah, with like some thing. sort of like half man, half alien creature. Yeah, creature in it. Chimera. To, to which they're like, well, let's bring this back to the base. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and they do. And so then they're they're checking it out. No masks on, by the way. This is before COVID. This is 1982 before COVID. So they're like, oh, giant, like, alien creature? Let's just, what, smoking? They're somewhere pre-AIDS, pre-COVID, and they figure, let's bring this bloody mess of 
organ and body back to our base because clearly nothing bad happened here. Yes. And so they bring it back to the base. And so then the, this is the one guy, the new doctor. He starts studying it, right? That's, Over here. That's the beginning of his insanity. This guy right here. Yeah. And so the dog then does something slightly annoying to the group, like bump someone's leg while they're playing like checkers yeah right. they're like would you get that damn dog <laughs> into the pen the dog pen yeah they go from like shooting other humans to defend the dog to like it brushed my leg throw it in the cage yeah so the dog goes in the cage that's when all hell breaks loose because that's when the alien reveals it's or the thing we don't know it's an alien it ain't no dog <laughs> yeah <laughs> And, like, it starts getting, like, tentacles and everything. By the way, you said the graphics. I thought the graphics, especially in this scene, were so too. fantastic. You know what was cool was the dogs knew before the humans. The mm -hmm. other huskies that the Americans had at their base, they had this sense. They were like, this this guy isn't one of us. They were hanging out, kind of yeah. growling at it. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Kind of like, yeah. this, this, this doesn't belong here. No. This isn't quite right. They knew before we did. And that's the first time we realized that this life force can well, this thing. merge well it's, yeah the, the scene is the 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 thing reveals itself from the dog and starts basically having some sort of like dog orgy where it's pro it's, it's pulling in all the other absorbing dogs. the dogs yeah, it's merging which is really what any good orgy is about <laughs> merge <laughs> merging and so they obviously hear something they go in there lights off they're like and they open the door and they're like what's going on yeah the first thing i i, I think to do when i hear what sounds like a dog orgy slash murder scene is well let's just let him out here with us exactly and so then you see it's like half it's like trying to merge and like sort and so this is like the full graphics on display and I wrote down, dude, for the graphics guy, whoever created the actual, like, blob, I mean, that guy was on, like, acid. <laughs> I mean, it had tentacles, it had fangs, it had, like, 18 fur, eyeballs, fur. fur, a deer nose. I was looking at this. So, so the, the guy who did this, it was really interesting. So he had worked with the director once before. Uh, he'd worked with John Carpenter once before, and he had done a movie with him called The Fog. Yeah. His name is uh, Botten, B-O-T-T-I-N. He had uh, done The Fog with him and said he really wanted to kind of up the ante on this one. So they gave him a bigger budget. And I, I mean, I think he knocked it out of the park. Oh, yeah. It was really good. Also, one of my favorite lines happens at this time is when um, Child says, oh, man, I can't believe any of this voodoo bullshit. <laughs> To which I'm like, well, voodoo is a religion, and this is an alien. Clearly so. extraterrestrial. <laughs> so, close, child. <laughs> so, wait, where am I at here? Well, they're, they're, the cage is happening. We're starting to see this anamorph creature develop. And at this point, the scientist then at this point, now the scientist really starts studying it, figures out that if uh, that it, there's a 75% one of them is infected because he already knows at this point this thing can merge with people. Based on having seen the chimera at the other yeah. plot and now what the dog hybrid thing was. Right. So it's about at this point that the original dead carcass that they brought back <laughs> comes back alive. Starts reanimating. You know how dead carcasses <laughs> do. And um, 
they, they immediately burn that thing to death. <laughs> so, which apparently is is the only weakness of aliens it's is a, fire. Yeah, fire. It's almost always fire, which is crazy. <laughs> the, the bullets don't work. Not bullets. Like I've seen tank shells go into these things, but if you don't get some pyrotechnics on it, yeah. fires the move. Right. So then. That's when that guy goes insane because he, uh, the scientist goes and destroys the helicopter that they have mm-hmm. so that they can't escape. Mm-hmm. It's also around this point that I think it, like, it infects someone else because they find clawed up uh, like long johns. That's what it was. They, they found like shorts that had been torn up, some kind of like jean shorts or something. Yes. So, oh, no, it was underwear. It was underwear. I think it was long johns. Yeah. And the the name tag was ripped off. Yeah. So it was like something like destroyed, like went through them and then like threw them in the trash to get away with it. God, that's weird. You know the thing. <laughs> so obviously after the scientist fucks with their own equipment and is like, they try and like, they like go at him and he's like firing a gun. He's like, I'll oh, yeah. kill you all. Yeah. He was like trying to take down the radio right. so they what, couldn't call for help. Which was worse, the actual monster or the suspicion that happened soon after? Well, I think this is the question John yeah. Carpenter is asking us. Right. Like, do we become a monster when we can't trust each other? Right. When we lose our sense of tribe and community, do Absolutely. we become a thing? That's an interesting take. So anyway, they obviously <laughs> lock that guy up. <laughs> so the guy who's most informed about the alien, they yeah. put in a put, cabin put outside. Him away. Yeah, he's obviously annoying. They have flamethrowers, so they they're basically got it figured out. Yeah. So then all hell breaks loose. No one tr- trusts each other, and then we have the best scene ever, where the one guy who like has a heart attack because he wrestles with um, oh, Kurt yeah. Russell. They're like trying to like revive him, and while he's going down, his stomach opens up and bites the dude's arms <laughs> off. <laughs> so he was a thing. Um, and then um, they burn him, but his head rips off, yes. and then starts becoming turning into some sort of like spider and tries scurrying off. I'd forgotten about which that they part. almost like didn't see. It like took him like ten minutes to like recognize. Oh, there's a severed head that is a spider now. Which is kind of like saying there's a there's a spider the size of a bowling ball running around the base. Right. So they burn that spider <laughs> head too. A lot of burning going on. Um, and then uh, that's so you're, when you're they down that's, to about two thirds of the right. That's when they point. do the blood test, which is a great scene. This is cool. So they realize that this thing can't tolerate pain, which is an interesting callback to a lot of science fiction sort of threads about how humans are one of the few things that can tolerate pain for a greater good and will allow pain to happen for a greater good. Mm-hmm. I referenced Dune and the Tezak Scissor Act. Okay. We'll talk about that later. Paul Atreides, it's a great scene. That'll but be on our next review. We'll break it down. The movie Dune. Dune, uh, which is being remade. So they pull blood samples from all the people who could be the changelings or the infected ones. When they expose it to like electricity or some kind of like zapper. They burned a coil and then they would put it into the blood sample. So they're going one by one. Yeah. And and they tie everyone up next to each other, which was an interesting choice because... (laughs) I like that part. (laughs) Wouldn't the thing immediately try and like destroy everyone next to him? So... Okay, let's let's tie everyone directly next to each other, <laughs> which and that's what happens. They do it, 
the one guy's like head explodes and tentacles <laughs> come out and the other guy's like, get me untied from him. Get me away from this thing. And so then uh, the thing, the one guy gets up, this guy. And uh, his head gets bitten off. Oh, Big Bear, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was going to be infected. He was. He was just laying there kind of like a, a bloody stump. Kurt Russell comes back That's in right. and makes sure to burn him too. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's around this point in time that I fell asleep. Yeah, I fell asleep. I had my hand up. <laughs> what? So I need you to take us home on this. Dude, I'm 31 now. At 1030, I'm out like That's a fair. light. So we, we, <laughs> like a light. light. So we've whittled down about half the characters. And at, we're starting to realize there's a very, very small number of people who are left. But at this point, they've been torching so much of the base that the base has lit on fire. Yeah. So they really don't have a good sense of like, how are we going to keep testing for these folks? So they go back out to the scientist who they put in the barn earlier to isolate him. And he's gone i believe okay so they realize he's gone they're not sure how he escaped and they realize there was a trap door in the floor okay so they look into this trap door and they realize that there's this whole tunnel system that he the doctor who claimed to not be infected right he had manifested the infection at this point and so he's in all these underground tunnels building a ship from the residual helicopter parts, the one that goofball threw the grenade at earlier. Yeah. And he's building out a spaceship of some kind or a vessel that he can take him around because he realizes, hey, the comms equipment is all gone. I can't call for help. I gotta but go. he destroyed the communication. I think there was some infection that happened at some point here. Uh, oh, yeah. Somebody, somebody he, wanted to check on him or that. something. Oh, right. Okay. And at this point, we've lost Childs. Childs has gone in to find someone and we've lost Childs who's – this guy yeah, right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy um, from There's Something About Mary. Boom. Yeah. So Kurt's down there like with two of the other jabronis trying to figure out where's the scientist and mm -hmm. what is the ship they're building. Two jabronis go off into the darkness, not paying attention. They might as well be jabronis. Wait, how many jabronis are there? Two jabronis. They might as well be like the red shirt security guys from Star Trek, who you know they're just going to be toast. They go down to the planet to die so yeah. Kurt can save them, uh, slash whatever. Um, slash hook up with Slash hook up with alien aliens. Chicks. Um, AKA whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and and they, they get taken by the thing too. So now it's Kurt, a flamethrower, and some sticks of dynamite. Yeah. Childs is MIA. We're not sure. Yeah. And the thing at this point is huge. Mm -hmm. It has gotten to be somehow much larger than <laughs> the cumulative organic matter that's here. Yeah. But Kurt's got dynamite. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Starts lighting dynamite <laughs> sticks and throwing them at the thing. I think at one point there's like a giant maw that opens in his face. Oh, okay. And he launches him in, lights things on fire, and there's a giant explosion behind him that gets blown across. Okay. Barely survives. Base is ruined. Helicopters are toast. Dogs are gone. And who do we see appear? Childs. Childs. So they kind of lay down next dude. to each other and they're like... And then it because and then it just turns into Brokeback Mountain. And it just sort of ends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just sort of ends. I think it just sort of ends. Oh, okay. So we're do not, we do we are we supposed to think? Wait a second, is one of them the thing? Well, they set it up for a sequel. But was there a sequel? We never got one. <laughs> That's why there was talk about it maybe being re remade. I think. I think I, it did get remade, didn't it? Really? I think in two thousand eleven. Yeah, here we go. Two thousand eleven. Really? Let's see what he got on Rotten Tomatoes. We haven't seen that one. 
If I haven't heard of it, it must suck. Oh, it only got a 34%. Where the thing, the original, got like an 80. Yeah. That's that's a shame. Who did it star? Who's the new who who's, who's in the new one? That's a shame. Um Well, we have homework. We got some homework. I don't know. They so won't we'll, tell we'll get me. back to you on part two, but um really good movie. Great date movie. If you're oh, looking to I've seen some of these people. Well, it's not a great date movie. <laughs> but it's a good bro night movie. So, well, depending on the chick, dude. Joe used to love horror That's movies. That's true. So That's true. That, that would have worked with Some her. Some women are into things. Some <laughs> women, bro. I like a girl who's into a horror movie. I'd much rather her want to watch someone's head get ripped off than watch a romantic comedy. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> it's more of a bond. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like that could be more of a bonding experience because you come through something dangerous together. Versus, yeah. like, we kind of know how the rom com's going to end. Oh, you, oh, the, oh, okay. I thought you were going opposite with it. No, I thought like, you were going to say, oh, the romantic comedy, it makes you think about, like, our future and bullshit. Like I think that. the rom com is a cop out. I think yeah. guys know they can throw in a rom com, it checks a box, mm-hmm. we get through the night, and then, you know, we move on. The, the scary movie is like a. I'm going to roll the dice on this one. She mm-hmm. might be into it. She might not. We're going to learn a little bit about each other's like fear threshold here. Sure. Maybe I scream first. Maybe she screams first. We all scream for ice, for ice cream. cream. <laughs> and there's ice cream in the middle. So I, I think there's, there's more to be gained out of enjoying a scary movie with a woman. Yeah. Also, Speaking Hereditary about- <laughs> is a great date movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went on a date to that. No, I wouldn't recommend Gentlemen, it. do not it's, watch Hereditary. It's sickening, and you will hate yourself, but it's an amazing movie. Um, speaking of sickening, let's talk about Ben Simmons. I was going to say, that if that's not a segue, I don't know what is. So, <gasps> recap- never-ending, I can't stop talking about Ben Simmons Let's start with the one-liner. So, four years in... Yeah. Drafted, obviously, very highly. Yeah. Right to Philadelphia. Right. Is he part of the process, or is that a Joel Embiid thing only? He's part of the process. He's part he of the takes process. the first year off because of an injury. So, really, he's only had three years. So, he saved himself a couple miles on the engine. Right. The problem is, um, what everyone's been saying is, look, very athletic, hasn't improved in four years. No growth. No growth. Um, there's been, like, Rumor stories doesn't work hard or something. Um, he's out of Philly. He's done. Philly's done. So they got to figure out a way to salvage something for him. But so we might as well break down some trades. But Philly's not committed to this. So they say Philly has not That's said just, Philly. Okay, dude, come on. You're in business school. Come on. They put that out there. I think so it's. That I think other it's fake. Team, Yeah. So that other teams will be like, oh, we got to offer him something. They believe they can exactly. still work it out. If it's if, if it's not for sale, it's suddenly more valuable. Interior wise, they're probably like, we got to get we rid of this guy. Purge this. Yeah. And you got to think from a player's perspective too. I mean, even that moment where he had like a wide open, not a wide open, but like a fairly uncontested dunk there, and was the game six or seven? No, was that, game was, seven? that was game seven. Yeah. And he just like dished it off. You're like. Dude, if you're looking for a moment to say, like, I belong here, I like, know. right. So, yeah, locker room on yeah, the books, he's managerially, got he's toast. He's, he's got toast. mental problems. He's so, toast. look, he's gone. So, we might as well talk about a few places that he can go. I'm down for that. Okay. Number one for me, you just react. Number one for me is the Portland Trailblazers. This Damian is a trade? Lillard. Yeah. Yeah. Damian Lillard for Ben Simmons. Maybe you throw in 
if you're the Sixers, some sort of pick too. Look, my reaction. Well, let me give you another little bit of preface because if you're Portland and Damian Lillard wants to go, then that's it. Once they want to go, it's done. So you might as well get something for him. Ben Simmons is still young. In your mind, if you're Portland, you're like, all right, we're rebuilding, but not too bad because we get a very quote-unquote valuable right. piece here right. in Ben Simmons. What, what, and it gives Ben Simmons the chance to completely own his own team, which he's never had in Philly. Exactly. That'll be very good for me. I think what we'll learn a lot from that is, I think what we will learn a lot from that is, who is Damian Lillard? I feel like if, if he's someone who has been like, I'm Portland, Portland all the way, like start career, die career, like that, that is so valuable to me. I mean, maybe he's not given a choice because he's traded and that's that, right? But I think that we learn a lot about Damian Lillard too and going somewhere else where he can be the man. And I think in his eyes, I mean, he's got to look at that situation thinking, man, it'd be great to be with Joel, Joel Embiid. I mean, he's playing really right, well, playing right. really strong. I mean, he, he gets a huge piece with him. Mm-hmm. He can go there, do his thing and not have to worry about A, rebuilding, as you said. Mm-hmm. And B, he doesn't worry about like carrying the full yoke of that team. Plus, if you're the if you're the Portland Trailblazers, you kind of can save face because you, you could go to Damien and be like, look, we know, we love you. You know, we paid you. We want you here. 30 million a but, year. But... We also do, we like you so much that we want to give you a chance to go and win. It's not somewhere. working out here. Right. Why, why would and you so want to stay here? we get something and we get to give you a chance for a championship. That's, that's their pitch. I agree. Um, I, you, you I, I, I mean, I feel like the, this should happen. I mean, well, I don't understand why this hasn't like, well, I don't, maybe it can't happen. Well, he's not for sale. Maybe it can't happen right now, but. Whenever it is available, that I feel like that that makes a lot of sense to you, me. You did make an interesting Both point sides. there, which is which is he gets to have his own team. Yeah. Do you think he's a leader? I think he needs to go through, even if they're going to suck, right? He needs to go th- have his own team so that he has to take the shots. And it's just like two practice years for him. Kind of like exposure therapy. Like yeah. you, you just, you ha- there's no, no one, one else. really cares because you're in Portland. Right, so you can like shoot without like feeling the pressure of everyone watching. We just lost all Portland fans. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares because your city is not gonna make an impact. But you know, he gets to then be like, "All right, I can work on my game here and not worry about all the repercussions of anything else." For a guy who shrinks in the playoffs, I think that's actually a much better environment for him. And then he can go somewhere else. That's a much better environment for him. Or he can stay there and they can work around him. He's still young enough. What do you think he needs? Well, let's throw a few more teams out there, and then I'm going to ask you, what do you think he needs psychologically? Okay. All right, next team I got is the San San Antonio Spurs. This one I like for a lot of reasons. I think that coaching and culture here is so strong Mm -hmm. that I think he just has – tremendous opportunity to develop psychologically and within a a system where team and team ball is just so heavily prioritized over the one or two stars. And you'd get rid of DeMar DeRozan in that one. He's 31, still has a lot left in the tank. I mean, he's just, he's the same age as Damian Lillard. So there you go. Um, And it gives them someone they can shoot to Mm -hmm. pair with Joel Embiid. The, the argument that San Antonio will have to make in that one is I think DeMar's plus minus like tends to shrink in the playoffs. Yeah, he's not a big playoff guy. But like if you're if you're Philly and you can't get Lillard, it's like, 
I feel like Ben Simmons' stock has dropped so low that it's like you got to accept like lower guys, DeMar DeRozan-style guys. You'll at least get free throws out of DeRozan. Exactly. Um, and he can play in the fourth quarter. Moving on. Wizards, dude. Wizards. <sighs> I, I, I don't like this because I really want to see Bradley Beal come to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I, wor- still I, I worry that he would be on the trading block. Uh, and I, I, do, I don't know that Russell Wilson. Westbrook. I'm sorry. Sir. <laughs> I get no. I, Thank I, you. I, I do it all the time. Russell Westbrook is ready to move just yet. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, what do you well, think for Westbrook? The Sixers need to throw in like Seth Curry. There has to be an extra piece for him. Yeah, or a handful of bench guys to get the money to work. Right, Bradley Beal would be straight up, but like they're not going to do that. Is Bradley thirty two? No, Bradley. I think is. Oh, uh, maybe I think he's thirty one too. Is he really? Yeah, because we're kind of like around the same age. He might be a year younger. He's 28. Really? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Never mind. We're so old. <laughs> but but you could do a straight up Bradley Beal, Ben Simmons. Bradley wants to leave, right? You could get Ben Simmons. It's not it's not terrible. It's not terrible. Thought. And you could still then get rid of what Russell Westbrook somehow. I think I think think that that's a two piece move. To your point, then you could trade Russell Westbrook probably to the Bulls or something. I, I think it depends if, if the Wizards feel like they are. Going to it, it depends how far back the Wizards want to run their clock. Mm-hmm. If they want to say, "Look, we really got to kind of clean some stuff up here, yeah. and we need to like get rid of two, and we, we'll take on Ben Simmons, but he's going to be kind of a role player for a little bit." Um, yeah, because, or he could run the show if if he's going to be with. Uh, you got to think at that point they would try and get rid of Russell Westbrook's contract. Exactly. So then it would be the same scenario where it's Ben Simmons' team and he's on the Wizards, which might work well for him. Yeah which might work well for him. I agree with that. And I think that the Wizards could benefit from a little more defense, which I, I do yeah. think that Ben Simmons has done pretty well. Yeah, he's a great defensive player. Next one, Thunder. Thunder just traded for uh, Kemba Walker. Salary pretty close to Simmons. So the old Walker, the old send Walker to different places because <laughs> that guy doesn't have a life. Just keep moving yeah. him through cities. <clears throat> um, but but that could wait work straight up, those contracts. So... You know, if they think Walker scoring could put him in, you know, over the top and and help solidify this position, I I, I think that Philly has going to have to make a decision about if they are going to push hard in the next one to two years for something, mm-hmm. or if they're going to think about like a five or six year play because that starts bringing into the that starts bringing into the conversation draft picks and other options. Yeah, and I I think that for the Thunder who are, I, I think. Who are addicted to draft picks. Who are addicted to draft picks and probably looking at, like, how do we just kind of get some very early on players and develop a team? I think they want to get back to, like, developing people within for a long time. Yeah. So I think they're going to want draft picks. Mm-hmm. And well, I, Yeah. And it, they love draft picks. Right, they love draft picks. And so I, I think if Philly's willing to give some of those away, and which is based on their timetable, then right. I think the Thunder actually make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know the calculus from Philly on that angle. So my reaction there is I actually kind of like it for, for Kemba. Yeah, because um, it gives him a chance to get over with with Embiid, and I kind of I kind of like that pairing. Right, but I think it's going to depend on what Philly's willing to get from a draft pick angle. Because I think that's what OKC is going to look for. Sure. Well, I think all of those are good options. I think Ben Simmons get over it. He's gone. Okay, he's not going to be in Philly. So no, he's he's got to leave. I'd love to see the Portland thing. I'd love to see Damian go to Philly. I think they immediately become 
co-favorites with the Nets to win next that, year? That'd be a really that'd be really fun to watch. That'd be a fun. That'd be, really that'd fun be a to great watch. series. To I would watch. love that. <laughs> Joel versus the Nets, dude. I would love that. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> speaking of the Eastern Conference, get the poison out. Let's do some uh, initial uh, reactions here, just for the series' sake. Uh, Bucks versus Hawks. Have you watched any of the uh, the game? You watched the first game. Watched right, the first uh, the first two. So yeah. I didn't see the was it the game? No, no, the games today. The game's, like starting in five minutes. The game's starting soon. So let's see. We're are, are we back in? Are we back in Atlanta? Yeah, we're back in Atlanta. So um, I, I really liked what I just looked. You asked me the other week. You know, Trey Young, Embiid, or who is the third to build a team around? I was saying, like, I, I was combining the two. I was like, Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell type. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That type. And I, this by in no means is vindication for my decision, but I just, I just like what Trey Young does. He just isn't doing it inconsistently enough. I feel like Trey Young went out there, dropped points kind of when he had to at the end. Um, but his, his, his consistency is concerning me right now. I'm worried that he's not consistent enough. Uh, and I don't know where that's coming from because there have been moments where the Bucks have shut him down, definitively shut him well, down. Well, game two, it was, it was Clank City. I mean, yeah. but, okay, let's, you know, Trey Young is crazy, outrageously improved as a player. Yes. Um, you know, game one was wild. And so, what? you know, Chris texted us the other night, so let's break this down here. Was Trey Young's game one, Versus the Bucks, 48. I forget. <sighs> Fuck. I don't know what the line is. I only care about points. 48 <laughs> points versus uh, KD's game five. Right. Which was more impressive to you? I said KD at first, but then now I'm thinking about it. I mean, he is only like six feet tall. It, it is kind of impressive that he dropped that, that much on the Bucks, who are a very good defensive team. I, think, I mean, but KD did the same thing, but he's like seven feet tall. So. Yeah, that's that's a tough one for me to splice out. KD at that point was kind of like the only guy, not the only guy left, but the, like kind of the only guy left for mm-hmm. Brooklyn. I mean, the, the whole game plan had been altered at that point for them. Um, James Harden, I think that was the game where he was injured and out. No, he was in. He was just, he was... <sighs> It was jumbo James Harden yeah, out there. Right, right. Just, I don't know. That guy can gain 14 pounds Couple in two days. A couple too many pierogies before he got out <laughs> of the car. Right <laughs> You're right. That's God, a good point. Talk about the next Charles Barkley he, on he really TNT. does. He really gets out of shape incredibly fast. Yeah. That's true. But he wasn't doing anything. He wasn't doing much. Yeah. So, so I believe like Durant was kind of like the guy, which, which actually I think elevates his performance because I think he was the one to guard by that team. Um, I, I feel like Trey put up great numbers, but... Trey didn't really have a lot of like injuries on the team that they were having to kind of overcome for. And I don't know that he was, you know, doubled in the same ways or defended in the same ways that KD was. Right. They were doing this thing where they were pretty much allowing the floater every single time. Right. Which is like, okay, that's, I mean, and, and Trey doesn't have a conscience. Like he won't be like, I feel like other point guards would be like, Okay, let me do something different now. No. Like Trey's like, oh, you're not stopping this. I'm going to do this 100. percent Let me show you how big of a mistake that right. is. KD was making tougher shots. Yeah, tougher shots to make. You want to say a floater is tough? Yes, obviously, but it is only five feet away from the basket. So, I still like KD's 
game five. I, I, I do too. And when, when when they eventually, I mean, I think what they were doing with Trey is they were really letting whoever he would beat or get past on the pick and roll try to like get up behind him and then use wingspan to swat mm. him down from behind. And they get him a couple times doing that, and that's fine. But if he's going to take that shot twelve times a game, yeah, he'll get a clean. He'll get the ball off clean seven or eight, right? And he'll make most of those. Yeah, and then they come back and they get you know smacked. Which I kind of expected because Milwaukee's a great team. I think they're a much better team than the Hawks. So I think Milwaukee's going to win the series, but I think it'll go six. I think the Hawks will win one more. Yeah, I think the Hawks will have one more in them. But Milwaukee, I, I have to believe, perseveres here. I really do for, for size, for strength, for just kind of team dynamics and the ways they can score. Mm-hmm. I think think the Hawks will very easily get into a perimeter shooting game. And then if a couple people get cold, it's like, I don't know that you can penetrate really meaningfully on the mm-hmm. Bucks. Yeah. And the Bucks can just score on you too many ways. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Western. Suns versus Clips. It's 3-1. Suns are going to win. I got to be honest. I'm I'm just loving what the Phoenix Suns are doing right now. Really, that, that was an early call by you, and I just love what they're putting together. It was one of my mm. 1,000 amazing early calls where I call everything, and one's bound to be correct. <laughs> but uh, talk about another guy without a conscience. I mean, Devin Booker is – I mean, he's he had a bad game in this too. But then he comes back. He has a great game. They're up 3-1. Look, last night – and I don't want to date anything, but let's talk in generalities. And this has been a problem for Paul George, who last night was trending on Twitter as George Paul <laughs> or Polyester P. And he just, he can't. I love Polyester P. He can't do it. I don't know, man. Like, I want to like Paul George. Like, I like his smooth flow. I like, sometimes you see it. Uh, like a glimmer and you're like he is really good and he is but there's a difference between man really really good and great and last night i was watching you know it was it was up on tv i was like he he goes through these stretches where he can't hit a shot right and he takes bad <laughs> shots and it's like all right well I guess we're doing this game again. And all, in all fairness, he didn't have Kawhi Leonard. And he's kind of doing it by himself. But I just I felt like the game was there. Phoenix was on a dry spell. And you couldn't do it. And then you miss another big free throw. It's like, at a certain point, we just got to accept the fact that Paul George is a really good player that you probably don't want the ball in his hands at the end of a game. I don't think you do either. And that it, it hurts me to say that about him because to your point, I like his poise and I really enjoy his, who he is and, and how he plays for the most part. I feel like Paul George is somebody who is, is a very good basketball player all around, basketball player all around, knows it, we know it, but I don't feel like he understands where he can be a little risky mm-hmm. or, or, or take a, off balance shot and where he has to be balanced and dialed in and have his feet under him. He's not one of these guys I think who can consistently be kind of reinventing his shot or applying the same shot position or maneuvering in different areas of the court. He's got his spots where he is. I I was looking at this. He's got his spots where he is just 
unreal efficient. But he's got other spots where he isn't. And it's almost like he doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. And so he'll he'll try to do the same thing in the wrong places. Right. And then he'll look very bad for a while. Yeah. And so anybody defending him, if they just get him in those positions, they can really affect t- t- take really affect him. Right. And and if he's really a guy in the court, there's all there's a lot about just kind of tone that sets like, oh man, Paul's polyester P's not hitting. <laughs> yeah. And Kawhi's up there eating, you know. Ju- I mean, junior it, mints with his grandma. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> the clock. It's a junior mint, Jerry. <laughs> I don't know what's going on up there with, with Kawhi. Kawhi, I don't know, man. I guess, here, this is what I've heard, is that some players worry about being on the sideline with their teammates when they're injured because they're worried about someone coming crashing into the bench. What? I don't know if that's like the PR team. That that sounds like LeBron's PR team is like on 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 overtime now that LeBron's out. How many times have you heard of like the sixth man of the year getting ACLs blown out because somebody flies into I don't, them? I, yeah, it's not I, a thing. I, yeah, I agree. It's, it was a little weak and, of an explanation. And when when, when people are, I mean, when these players are moving, and what is the update on him? Yeah. Can anyone give me an update? Yeah. Injured NOS. No it's like, one. oh, 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 he's injured. Well, when is he gonna be back? I'm I'm worried this is becoming a personality trait for him, and that when he has tweaks and twinges and stuffs on the line, he he will withdraw and then it's like he doesn't have to i mean i mean i i will never forget what he did in toronto though yeah. so it's like right. it's it's so hard to say he's not a baller and he doesn't want to fight for those victories but i i just when he doesn't give you anything yeah it's, like, it's hard what are you what's going on in it's that hard nog in there dude? yeah i mean people are not flying out of bounds to injure people on the bench from the side of the court they do that going to the hoop to the glass yeah He's not in danger there. He should be sitting with his teammates. And I, I don't understand what message he's communicating to the media. Don't go down 3-1 to send, like, I'm going to be cool and come back and win 4-3 message. Like, that's not the way you do it. I don't think, and I don't think, I don't think he's coming back. I don't think he's coming back at all. I think he's done. Does he stay at the Clippers? <laughs> who knows? You, you Who knows? You can't he, read that he guy. You can't read him. You can't read that guy. He's so <sighs> such a goofball. Well, speaking of Kawhi and Paul George not doing shit, and uh, now that, um, you know, we saw Trey do his thing, we've seen Devin Booker do his thing, is it time to hand it over to the young stars now? Oh. I mean, come on. Like, if- Trey Young, Luca. <clears throat> Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, yeah. like LeBron, Paul George, Kawhi. Well, CP is still like leading the way over there, but he's not a star. Let's be honest. CP3 is a great player who's a leader, but he he's not a star not, not, anymore. Not in the way we think of those other names. Right. So it's like, can, can we hand it off, LeBron? I, I would love that. I think that there's there's definitely a a natural selection that should be occurring here, and I think that call it um, load management, call it how well these guys are trained and recuperated now, what they do in the off season. I mean, they they are kept in much better shape for much longer, and they're taught to do things like shoot, not pound the paint, like in LeBron's case. I mean, mm-hmm. LeBron can pound the paint, but he's developed other aspects of his game that allow him to participate in scoring sure. for much longer in their career. Sure. So I, I I agree with you, which is like, 
I mean, the lifespan on these guys for, for me has kind of started to wear thin. I want to see them hand it off. And it's nice to have generationally four, five, six guys where you can do that to versus like one guy kind of a couple of years behind you. Mm-hmm. And, and they have that opportunity now. And I won't even call it an opportunity. That's the wrong word for it. But I think to your point where we're giving, we should be giving them the chance to really shine, be in the spotlight, own it, crush it. But you're good. these guys are just, I think they're going to have too big of egos and you're going to see them want to linger and linger and linger. And they, w- they won't give it up softly. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Trey Young, Luca, Dem Booker, Donovan Mitchell. Take it. It's over. Yeah, they're, it. they're way better than Le- like LeBron is done. Why am I the only one to recognize this? <laughs> LeBron James is finished. It's over. Okay. Is LeBron somebody who who fades over the next few years or just one year like is is terrible? Well, look at Kobe, dude. I mean, we were saying the same shit about Kobe in like the 16th, 17th year, and then out of nowhere, blew his Achilles. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, Father Time's undefeated, brother. I, th- I I I think it will be an injury. You're right. I think it will be an injury, and I think it will sideline him. And I think he really will not come back the same mm-hmm. uh, at that point. And then it's going to be... I think in a way it, it won't be as hard for LeBron because of all the other ventures he's kind of built out for himself. No, but, it will. But in a way... He, I, he can't stand but in a way not I, being in the spotlight. I think it will be. And what, what I'm going to wonder about is will he become... I think he'll be owner. I don't see him as coach. I don't think he'll coach. I, I think he could be a good GM. I agreed. Like 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 management. Yeah. I I don't see him wanting to risk any legacy by being a terrible coach. Right. I don't know. He's always really good at those all star selections. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and he's good at manipulating free agents into thinking that you know they want to come to wherever he. I think he'd be a great GM. Anyway, moving on. One last point before we get to the baby. I'm choosing to skip because we're getting the hour mark here. Yeah. Fair. 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 We'll, on our next episode, we'll talk about Jason Kidd pairing up with Luca. I want to break that down. We'll talk about Nico, uh, what's his name? Nico Harris? Who's the GM? Isn't, it's not Nico Harris? The GM of... The the new GM of the Dallas Mavericks. He was the exec at Nike. Oh, sorry. Yes, that's Donnie Nelson. No, wrong. (laughs) It's definitely, uh, Nico... No, it's Nico Harrison. Um... Dallas. Nico Harrison. Is it? Yeah. You just looked it up? Yeah, Nico Harrison. Okay. He's replacing Donnie Nelson. Yeah. Which I thought, anyway, it doesn't matter. We're going to talk about it on the next episode. We got plenty of time to talk about that because that's in the off season. It's existing, yes. whatever. It will exist. We're hitting the hour mark, so I want to kind of close it out here. But I do want to bring up one interesting point, and then we'll react to baby. Got it. I'll pull it up. I want to react to, because I, I've been thinking deeply about Luca. Trey Young, like, having 48. Devin Booker doing his thing. And they're also young. We're going to, no, no, we're going to react to ball if I want to. Oh, we're going out to red light, green light. Yeah. Okay. They're also young. Has technology made these players exponentially better at a quicker rate than they used to in the past. Because, I mean, you look at Luca at 22. He's already doing shit that, like, Jordan was doing eight years into the league. Mm-hmm. Is it because he's got access to 
coaching on his iPad, watching film, doing everything else at like a moment's notice. And I was like, because because we've never seen it before. We've never seen like Trey Young, Luca, uh, Devin Booker, just like Devin Booker was dropping 70 three years ago. That is a great question. So it's like, have these players evolved to such a point, not physically, you know, that's what people would say. Oh, they've gotten so bigger, so much stronger. I think it's more mental and technology of they have access now to study whenever they want, to watch the game, to get coached whenever they want, to have the best health and nutritionists. It's like you got access to the best of the best, and now we're seeing 22-year-olds yeah. go off. And, and to do like to be able to accomplish those things in a much more time-compressed manner mm-hmm. than you used to before. So you're, you're adding the, call it the IQ, call it the, the scouting of your opponent, call it the self-awareness of how you position yourself, your shot, what moves work on who and when. And you're adding that to youth, which normally took, to your point, years to develop, maybe a decade in the league to develop. Like if you can have that at year three, right. then you're, 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 this is kind of what, what do they call it in the military, a force multiplier, right? It's a, it's a yes. force multiplier for your success so much more so than I just have to, oh, like I know if, if Kevin Garnett is guarding me, like I can do X, Y, or Z and get here or there, but I, I can't do this on him. But then when you're shown film and said, look at these 10 times where someone did this, boom, you're done. And you're giving stats to it. I think that's so reinforcing. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think there is something to that. I think that you're right. It is the strength conditioning. It is the nutrition. There's all those little things, but hundred percent believe that there's an augmentation going on here. What, what I really want to see happen is if we can get to take it one step further, if we can get really good at VR and we can start uh-huh. to script movements of your opponents and then let teams almost practice in VR against the person they're going to be guarded by, that will be totally different. Yeah. That would be very cool. And then you'll have to say, okay, well, they're going to have similar scouting report on you, Adam. Right. So how are you going to change your are defensive you let, yeah. posture to kind of outsmart this? Then we'll see really cool things start to happen. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. Because I think the NBA is going good places with the young stars. I think it's going good places with the young stars. I, I want to see the NBA PA and the refs not get in the way. Agreed. Or, or stupid rules and stupid. Like, the, the end of these games is getting a little ridiculous with the, uh, with the constant reviewing of everything. <laughs> I, the one time I agree with Jeff Van Gundy. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Great cast, under an hour. Uh, now let's, actually, before we do that, next cast we're going to be talking about oh, yeah. Jason Kidd pairing up with Luca, the new GM in Dallas. Dallas drama. What's going on? What's going on, Dallas? Switch to a little bit of football. It's still a little Justin Fields preview on the next one and talk Gator football. Can we touch Gators? Yes. So we're going to react now to Da baby ball if I want to. It's my birthday. I can ball if I want to. Ball ball, that's probably how the song goes. B A L L or B W L? Because cry if I want to. We could link that up. <laughs> no, it's ball. I'm thinking B-A-L-L. too deep. Thinking too deep. All right, ball if I want to. Da baby. Like Lamello. All right, three, two, two. one. Never gonna play. <laughs> All right, we're ready. Here we go. 
I mean, dude, Great just, beat. like, I got, like, tingles when it just came <laughs> on, like, if I to On top of that bass line. <laughs> so good. That's really hey, good. Hey, we give the baby probably the hardest time on the SPP. Not on this one. I love, it's all about the beat. It's all about the beat. And he's just kind of on top of it, floating <laughs> along it, just riding away. And, and he's got like the perfect like cadence to go with it. And I love the the setup with like, they're at a high school. High school, we got cheerleaders in the mix, kind yeah. of an Olivia Rodrigo extrapolation. He also said, <laughs> also great lyric. <laughs> you know, everyone is relating to baby to Olivia Rodrigo and it's not talked about enough. Great lyric here. And my mom will love this. <laughs> I told Bay, get 22 inches of weave. Weave Tonight, I want to fuck a Rapunzel. The <laughs> <laughs> baby, you know, you combine him, it's per- his lyrics, right. his flow with a perfect beat and it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes, Sometimes it he doesn't. goes off on just the baby. Keep doing beats like these. more like this. Also, more like these. Uh, the baby apparently directed this one. Oh, really? He he directed the music video. So even more so, keep doing it. Clean mic. Did you see that moment? <laughs> Wait, what happened? We went from. Rush into right back in the beat. I love this line. Um, uh, get on the PJ tomorrow, private jet, and put that bitch up in the air. Fly that bitch out at LA to Charlotte to pick up my barber to cut my hair, which is all about. I'm very big into this. Be loyal to your barber. Right. Right. I mean, and this is the extreme. Right. He he's gonna fly flying his barber. Him in. Flying him in. Right. On I mean, the PJ. It's so hard to find good haircuts. I, I agree. I had a well, I'll let you guys be the judge, but this is this is not well done. But I recently found someone who's I'm auditioning. As, oh yeah. As, as as a new barber. Um, cause we've lost some people through COVID. They've I've left, had, I'm not I've saying died. Some, no, no, yeah, yeah, exactly. I've had some of the best really good girls cutting my hair and yeah i've lost them because lost they had them. to leave because of covid and now i'm like on a new audition cycle to baby sweep if away. i had the money i would put them on a pj tomorrow yeah. how many of your barbers do you think the baby's got of my barber of your tops you think he's got them flying in oh he probably has way they're way, on his they're payroll different they're different <laughs> i have silken like uh, silken white boy hair he he needs a whole other barber <laughs> a whole different skill set but i'm sure they're amazing when spp gets to the point where we are flying barbers in before casts right i think that's the sign we've made it <laughs> Get the 
I mean, great mascot. Great a mascot. A giant baby. The I th- baby. I think above the right eye it says baby Jesus. Birthday. B-Day. Or no. Baby Jesus. Baby James. Baby James? Someone will know Someone who's watching this. it. Post it in the comments. By the way, do want to say, if you really like our reaction videos, we have a donate button. Buy us beer. <laughs> I need to get more drunk. <laughs> Keep going. I love, does this mean, I mean, he's a whitey's guy, clearly. Yeah, tidy whitey's guy. He's a giant guy. baby mascot because he is the baby. This is, now it's clear. The amount of of time and effort that went into this. Nobody will know, <laughs> but trust me, we had to do this that for one of our time. advertising really? clients. The mascot part, making it, everything took forever. <laughs> so I respect this from the baby. Good production work. Oh, he's just getting into this part. I'll, I'll run it back. I'll run it back. <laughs> yeah, a few run seconds. it back. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Who, whoever's high school this happened in, <laughs> it will never be the same in class. They're gonna be like, "This is where the baby had that Rapunzel oh, like choke thing go on." I didn't think about that. And you think this is actually like on location at a high school, or it's like I mean, it's got to be a set? No I don't way, know. Dude, dude. It looks it looks like a looks like a library to me. I would love if he went on location. I, I would think. So. I mean, I he think did direct it. Schools are struggling. You throw him a couple bones. <laughs> say we're just gonna shoot a nice little. PG music video at your high school. Gonna, yeah. I would gobble that up as a principal. How do girls do that, by the way? The slamming. Like, it's, that's got to hurt the butt. I, I don't know what the first point of contact is. Yeah. It's, it's, there's some buffering system in place. <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> there's some inertial dampening thing that just. Whatever it is, keep doing it. I love it. Yeah. Teach us your ways. <laughs> Here it is. Great run. Great line. Dude, let me find it. Okay. I'm dogging her out like Cujo. Me and her get on the floor and we fuck like some canines. Uh, What was the next line I loved? They scared to let me in the room. Somebody in that bitch gotta be blocking my pimping. (laughs) (laughs) What? They need another human to it, with his entire job is to block the baby's pimping, which is almost impossible. Well, it, it's a, it's a, you know, it's not going to work. Look at this chain. You're not blocking that pimping. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Hi, right, do you have like what do you like? What are you going? Hi, right, do you do you have what I'm looking for? <laughs> Is a porcelain baby with sort of just a gold lip smile and an olive wreath around its head, dropping its booty down low. Dude, to be honest though, if I ever made it as a rapper and was rich, I would buy one immediately. Anything, I would anything have, like yeah, that. I would, I would because I could. Floyd Mayweather, the last night in the fight, had like 19 chains on. <laughs> I don't know how he didn't fall to the ground. I mean, he had to have 50 pounds on just his neck. Doosh. 
<laughs> Shelled him out. All right, final 10. Crushed it. Wow. Crushed really it. good. Might be a new summer anthem. To baby, that's one of the, the the I think that is my favorite to baby song. We we give him a lot of shit. Although, to be honest, we owe DaBaby all of our subscribers because if he never came out with Throat Baby and, and that outrageousness of a song, <laughs> which I love, it was so outrageous I had to react to it. We hadn't done a reaction in I think it seven was our, months. It was our initial, it was our second, yeah, our second yeah. reaction. That's and true. And we were like, no, it was our first. Throat Baby was our first reaction. It was our first. Oh, because we talked about our favorite right. like Christmas song. Yeah. But then we reacted to Throw Baby. Because I was like, this is so off the charts outrageous that I must react to it. And now it's become a great staple of our show. And look at where it's taken us so far. Buy us more beer. More beer. I need to drink more. Also, uh, next podcast episode. Do you go on? Do you want to get more beer? It's in the it's in the (laughs) comment section and in the description. (laughs) Just give us five bucks. (laughs) All right. Go ahead. Um, this might be a good chance to say that we think we're throwing around some decent lines for our listeners. Yeah. Some of them may work or may not work on T-shirts. Yeah. If if you're so inclined at some point, we may be debuting the idea of... A shop. A store. Yeah, on Sunday Punch Sports. A storefront. I mean, maybe. You know me. I hate money. We hate it. But we like to burn it. I like it. entertainment. And we like beer. We like to burn <laughs> it. But anyway, we might be doing shirts. In the meantime, just buy us a six pack. Some beer money's perfect. Anyways, thank you. Fantastic episode, episode 41 of the Sunday Punch podcast. Sean, thank you. Always a pleasure. Bye. Bye, y'all. Oh, wait a second. What what song are we going out on? Oh, to baby, red light, green light. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go out on another one. One more to baby. Because we're we're liking what he's doing. Yeah, we like what he's doing. Thanks to baby. Okay. Bye bye. Baby, probably in a fast car, riding with the cap off, pull off with a bad bop. Thinking that the guy here capping, I am not these rappers. You gon' have to cap your ass off and back on it, big on me, big. How about that bitch with that shit on me? Yeah, my dick got sit me down and she sit on me. Shit, them niggas a green light, they gon' get on you. Red light, green light. I'm fucking the bitch in my G nights. How about with that stick with that be like my partner won't see something killed, that's what he like. So the first nigga try gon' tell G how I been about that motherfucking sex and knee high. Since a nappy head, black ass with peon. Have emotion, I'm prime time like Dion. Throw it, I smash from the behind. Hold up, look at the fit on me. Go get the tissue, that shit on me. Lie for me, die for me, kill for me. She get the dick in the balls when she lick on me. I told her, bitch, show me you love me. Show me, yeah. Let them know I done pub. Uh huh, let them know how we fucking. They try me and go down, they know I'm coming. Yeah. Rich ass stepper, the big white seats, bitch that's leather. White seats. I wanna fuck her and a friend. I heard birds of the same feather. They flock together. Let's go. I'm dangerous. They probably tell what you. What they say? Don't play with him. They bout whatever. Don't play. Uh, I get enough. She say I'm pressed. Get enough. Anywhere, anytime, bitch, whoever. But hold up, baby. Probably in a fast car, riding with the cap off. Pull up with a bad bra. Thinking nigga, guy here capping. I am not these rappers. You gon' have to cap your ass off and back on it. Big on me. Park it. How about that bitch with that shit on me? Pull my dick out, sit me down, and she sit on it. Get them niggas a green light. They gon' get on it. Red light, green light. Let's go. Nigga, touch one of yours, he gon' see right. Gonna see. I'ma spend every dollar till he die. I make him slide 365, you don't think right. That's 11 months straight, nigga, sleep tight. I tried to be patient with niggas that ain't right. Try. Give them game, they couldn't take niggas, ain't in. Uh-uh. Rate me one out of ten, they gon' say ten. Who that bad bitch on camera, let Bay in. Okay. Who that is, 
back to back, hold that's baby them. Can't do no shows, he for stadiums. I like my Lamborghinis, cause they drive okay. fast. But the Maybach, that's probably my favorite whip. I'm in the back seat with my feet up reclined. Get my dick bro like a Mercedes Benz. And I pop big shit, so I don't trip when they talk. Dish it out, you gotta take it in. I be like, hold baby. Probably in a fast car, riding with the cap off. Pull up with the pamp off. Thinking nigga, guy here capping. I am not these rappers. You gon' have to clap your ass off. Back on it, big on me. How about that bitch with that shit on me? my dick out, sit me down and she sit on it. Get them niggas a green light, they gon' get on me. Red light, green light, bitch. Okay. Like green light.